also know that there's a season for everything and what you need to do, what you want to do right now doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the way that you want to do it forever. You get to grow and change and evolve as your family, as your operation, as everything grows and changes around you. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Gather in Growth. Today, I am joining you in the thick of planting season, which is actually insane. Insane. We have not planted this early in years, like seven years. Like, I don't even think since we've lived here have we actually planted this early. So, my husband and I live on his family farm in West Central Illinois. We plant primarily corn and soybeans. So for anyone tuning in who is not in the world of agriculture, this is a very busy time. Planting is literally when we are putting the seeds for our crops in the ground and it is go time. When the weather is nice, when the soil conditions are right, when everything's ready to go, we are going balls to the walls to get everything in. In some years that happens more easily than others. I will say this year, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can't even record this episode because it's going (laughs) knock on all of the wood. I literally can't touch wood from where I'm at, but it's going so well. But there are some years like last year where it just rained and rained and rained and rained and we were still planting in June. There's things like breakdowns that are just stressful for everyone. There's, you know, weather to deal with and soil temperatures and moisture and this, that, and the other. So planting is a very fun and exciting time. It is obviously the launch point for everything that we do. There's not a crop to harvest if we don't plant it. So it's very fun, especially when the weather's going as beautifully as it has here in West Central Illinois. But it's also hard in this world of agriculture that we are in, the spouse that is not planting for our family, that's me, the wife, It kind of feels like solo parenting, which I know is different than single parenting. So I'm not trying to compare to that, but it is throws our whole family's routine off and comes with this whole other slew of emotions and responsibilities and navigating everything. And so for you, if you are in agriculture, maybe this is planting, maybe this is calving, depending on where you're at and what you do, you have your own version of what busy season looks like. And if you are not at all in the world of agriculture, I am certain that there may be a season in your work or in your spouse's work that just so happens to be busier than others. Like for me, when I worked at the Y, summer camp season was a lot like this for Andrew. I was gone a lot. I was stressed all the time. Um, The stakes were really high. There was stuff that just had to get done. And so I also know what it feels like to be kind of on the other side of this. 
So whether or not you're in ag, I think that there are some things that I have learned that help get our family through this season in a better way than the first time I did this, that I hope that you can glean some of this and apply it to your own busy season and whatever that looks like for you. When I married my husband, I knew that this was part of what our reality was going to look like. It was literally part of our wedding vows. Something like, I'll love you through planting and harvest. Um, And I've talked on the podcast about how, you know, even though I had the expectation of what these seasons were going to be like, first of all, you don't really know until you're in the thick of it. And even so, it changed when we had our son. And then again, when I had a toddler and a newborn. And then again, when my work looked different. So although now I'm several years down the line of experience with these types of busy seasons on the farm, it's still hard. And even though I have, you know, we found our rhythm, I kind of know what to expect. I know what's going to help our family be set up for success. My kids are a little bit bigger, which makes everything so much easier in this regard. I just want to acknowledge that if you're in the thick of this, like it's okay to say, that it's hard. And even though you know it's coming and you've done it before and you know that there's an end in sight, like, woof. And when you are in the thick of it, it can be a lot. So here are a few things that I have learned along the way that really help me stay sane, I guess is the best way to put it. In these seasons, really help our family kind of find our equilibrium because It is really hard when one parent is usually around and then suddenly they're not and, you know, tensions are higher and everything's just a little different. And this year, there's the double extra curveball that I am pregnant and have been very, very sick for many months. I'm at the point now where I'm starting to come out of my first trimester. I'm like 13 weeks and some change, but I have been down and out still a lot compared to normal. So Anyway, the first piece of advice that anytime I'm in like a farm wife Facebook group or I meet someone locally that's marrying in and they're like, what would you tell a new farm wife or what should I expect? One of the very first things, especially with kids or what, even if you're in a, in a situation where you don't have kids yet is to just go. I think my first several years of this, I would stay home or feel salty because we couldn't do certain things because my husband couldn't come and plans got canceled. And so I was in this state of like waiting and disappointment often. And so now my kids just go. I know that during certain months or weeks of the year, like if Andrew can come with us, great, but I do not plan anything around the expectation that he will be able to be there. So Maybe on a Saturday, it's picking up and going to the park. Last weekend, the kids and I went to my parents' house and I made some plans with my cousins. Maybe it's going to visit a friend. Like for me, if I am, and there's nothing wrong with being at home, but I'm just saying, like, if I'm sitting at home being salty that all of our plans are changing or not possible because my husband isn't with us, like that has not served me well. So, we just make plans. We make our own fun. I, I know it's planting right now, but during harvest, like the kids and I are at a pumpkin patch all day on Saturday or all day on Sunday. Like we are going and we are adventuring and we are doing whatever we want. And if dad can come along with us because it's raining or something, that's icing on the cake. But 
the number one advice I have is just go. Make the plans you don't normally have time for. Go and do the things that you normally don't get to do or don't normally fit in your schedule and make your own fun. And maybe that is going and riding in the tractor or going to be on the farm and being a part of it or whatnot. But if it's not, that's okay. Kind of along the same lines, something that has been very, very life-giving to me is finding other women who are in the same boat or in similar boats, like other farm wives who just get what this is like. I have incredible friends that are outside of agriculture who I can talk to about anything and everything, but they aren't living the exact life that we are. And so as much as they can lend a listening ear or sympathize or understand the situation that we're in, it's different than when you are talking with someone who is literally going through the same thing. So obviously that can be online or starting a group message or joining a Facebook group and just getting connected with people who have that shared experience, who when you're talking about something that you're struggling with or or the good things that they're looking at you going, yeah, me too. I get that. Like That's also frustrating. Here's how I navigate it. And I think locally, that is so, so life-giving. I have a very, very good friend who lives just down the road from us. She's like the first person I met when I moved here because she just so happened to be a transplant too. And we know that when it's harvest time, like when are we going to the pumpkin patch? What are we doing? Or maybe it's she's bringing her kids over here and we're making dinner or vice versa. Like similar to, you know, what I already talked about is like, we just go and and make our own plans or do our own thing. But it is so nice to be able to talk to someone who is maybe frustrated in the same ways without feeling like bad or without making it seem like you don't like the the situation that you're in, who understand the good and the bad and the hard and everything in between, because there is truly no other life that I would want to live. I love raising our family on the farm, but there are moments when it's hard and having someone who can see that and walk through it with you and also know why you do what you do is so incredibly helpful. And I think that this next one is something that I've been talking about a lot lately in a lot of different ways, but you do not have to do this the way that anyone else does this. Like social media is great for inspiration. It's great for connection. It's great for finding like-minded people, but your very real life does not have to look like that 30 second picturesque, beautiful reel that you saw on someone else's page. Your very real situation with your kids and your farm and your husband and your life does not have to copy and paste what anyone else is doing. Social media has this wild thing where we see what like 30 other people are doing and immediately compare ourselves to all of them. When we're seeing a like one minute snapshot of their day that's been like put together for a specific reason. So yes, obviously great for inspiration, for connection, but like you get to choose how you want to do this. It's okay if you're not in the tractor, if you're not an active participant in the farming side of this in this season. It's also okay if you are. Your reality is going to look very different if you are an active part of the planting process than someone who's not. Both are good and well if that works for you and your family. 
It's okay if you're not out running field meals every night. It's okay if you love it. It's okay if that's your role. But by no means do you need to compare to what someone else is doing or the meals that they're making or the time that they're dedicating to that if that's not what your family needs and that's not even what you like to do. It's okay if going to ride along with your three kids makes you absolutely insane. It's also okay if you drop them off for 20 minutes and go on a walk instead. Like you genuinely get to choose what this season and what your life looks like. And in addition to social media, you also don't have to do this life in general, but especially this specific role or this specific season, the way your mom or your mother-in-law or your grandma or your aunt or your neighbor or whoever did it or does it. Like there's so, there's this added pressure in intergenerational farming that I see so many families experience where it's like, oh, well, my mom's always done it this way, or my mother-in-law's done it this way, and I want to be a good farm wife to my husband, so I need to do what my mother-in-law did so that I fill that role the right way. No, no. First of all, we live in a very different reality than 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. The things that you get to or want to do with your family the way you want to be a part of this season is entirely up to you, and you get to decide what that looks like. And I know oftentimes it's not from a place of snarkiness, but you know, I know it's really hard to feel those comments like, oh, well, when I had kids, I did this. I ran the books and I also drove in the tractor and I also made everyone lunch and I also raised 17 children. Okay, cool. Cool. But driving a tractor and running the books and raising kids looks different now than it did then. And maybe that's not what lights you up. I think now we also have a very different awareness of like our mental health and our kids' mental health and like what's good for our family and what's good for our kids. So it's okay if the choices you make don't match what someone else did generations ago or what someone else is doing right now because their life, although their lifestyle might mirror what yours does, like what they love and what their threshold is and what their family dynamic looks like is different than yours. So you get to choose what you want this to look like. And that's conversations for you and your spouse to have together. But that's also conversations you get to have with yourself of what do I actually want, not only my life, but the season to look like. What feels good for me to showing up in this role in a way that serves our family and serves me? Full permission to do this the way you want to in the way that makes sense for you. If you want to be more in the thick of it, if you want to be out helping more, if you want to learn more, do it. Like that's so empowering. That's so fun if it makes sense for you. If you have a newborn and a toddler and you're like, I cannot handle one more thing on this planet, I need to focus on that. Fantastic. For sure have been there too. When I was going through planting and harvest with a newborn and a toddler, It was like all I could do to keep everyone functional, much less even consider learning how to drive a tractor. That just happened last harvest when my kids were five and a half and three and a half. So also know that there's a season for everything and what you need to do, what you want to do right now doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the way that you want to do it forever. You get to grow and change and evolve as your family, as your operation, as everything grows and changes around you. Kind of along the same lines, but 
it's really important for me in this season to adjust my expectations, <laughs> which is hard, which is really hard at first. Like your house might not look the same for the next couple of weeks as it does in the middle of January. I don't know. Your dinners, chicken nuggets, Casey's pizza. Great. Doesn't have to be a full course meal. <laughs> I know several people who like subscribe to meal services like HelloFresh or gosh, what's the other one where like the meals are actually like just frozen and you microwave them and just use that during the busy seasons because it's one less thing to have to worry about. Getting a house cleaner just for the next two months, great. Maybe getting some extra support in childcare, wonderful. Or maybe just being okay with things being different than they might be at another time, wonderful. Because this too shall pass. This too shall pass. I I have to remind myself, especially right now in the stage of pregnancy I'm in, like even if it's long and drawn out, even if it's hard, like this doesn't last forever. In the grand scheme of life, this is a few weeks, maybe a few months. And I know that after that, things are going to be different than they are right now. So just reminding myself like, it's okay. Like the counter's messy or the floors are dirty or we just ate mac and cheese, which honestly is like a staple in our house anyway. Like it's okay. Everyone's fed. We're all going to bed. It's all going to be fine. Adjusting those expectations and giving yourself grace. If you normally have two parents in the house that are very active in doing all of the things and then suddenly one of them is gone until 11 p.m. for weeks at a time, it is unrealistic to think that everything's going to get done in the same way that it's normally getting done. So it's okay. It's okay. I've also really learned how much my mood and mindset around it affects my entire family. You know, even though this season can be hard, like I said, we're really we're really in a good place right now. So I feel like recording this episode in this moment of time is very different than uh, than if I was recording it and planting last year. But, um, you know, anytime busy seasons approach, I try to stay really positive and excited to show the kids why we're doing what we're doing and why this is an integral part of the life that we get to lead. And that's not to say to not acknowledge the heart or their feelings around it. Like when they're like, they wake up or we're going to bed and they're like, I wish daddy was here. I'm like, yeah, me too. I wish daddy was home too. Like, remember when our family went and did this? Like, do you want to go drive and see what he's up to? And pairing that acknowledgement of their feelings alongside, yes, you're right. Planting and harvest are harder. Daddy's not home as much as he normally is. But here's what he's doing and here's why this is important. And isn't it so cool that our family gets to live on a farm? Like we get to go ride in the tractor with dad tonight. How cool is that? And just like reframing it around, like acknowledging it for what it is. Like I don't want to dismiss them and be like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like you don't need to be sad about this because it's very real for them that our life looks different right now than it sometimes does otherwise. But also reminding them like, how cool is it that we have this farm and this opportunity to put seeds in the ground and then take care of these plants and then get to harvest them? Like we have tractors we get to ride and we get to watch our crops grow. Like because we farm, we get to live in a house where we're surrounded by trees and then fields. Like we get to run outside and play. Like, isn't that so different than 
when we go and visit our grandparents who live in town? Or do you remember when we went to St. Louis or the city or Disney World, how different life was there? Like how cool that this is the life we get to live. So I try to stay in a mindset that is positive. And again, like going to make our own fun without dwelling on the fact that things are different or things are harder or we're stressed or, you know, it's like the more down or upset or stressed I get about that. And this is true all the time. Like kids feed off that energy. And, you know, in a, in a season where, my husband might be more stressed because, you know, they're trying to get everything done. They want to get in before the rain. They're managing breakdown. Things are happening. And so the more that I can manage my mentality around it and give that to my kids, the the better we're all going to be living because otherwise it's just really easy for that stress to grow and us to feel increasingly more frustrated. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. You guys know that. You guys know that there are times where it's just really stinking hard and times where I am cranky about it. And especially right now when I feel so terrible physically, it's hard to do all of the things and, you know, show up in the way that I want to. But it is a regular reminder for me be like, we chose this life and we love this and this is a busy season. And then. God willing, everything's going to pop up and then we'll get to take care of the plants and summer won't be like this. You know, we've had a lot of conversations as a family about what we want our life to look like on the farm. And I've shared this in other episodes, but when we first came back, I was anticipating planting and harvest being hard and stressful and Andrew not being home. That was very much, even though I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, it was very much within my expectations. But that first and second summer, and also winter, but you know, summer gets dark so much later. Like he was gone all the time. And I was like, I did not sign up for this. Like, this is not how I want our family dynamic to be like. So we've had a lot of conversations about what our priorities are and where we're spending our time and and what that looks like and how we're dividing up things with the house or things with the kids and whatnot. So I also feel really good about what our dynamic looks like in the other seasons of the year when it's not this time, which helps me feel really good about when we are in the hard seasons because we've worked so hard to get to an equilibrium or a balance that feels good the rest of the time. And I'm the same way. I've had to do my own work on this. Like I, when I love something, I go all in on that and I have let that consume me in some of the other careers I've had, you know, in teaching and at my work at the Y, like I will stay late. I love what I'm doing. I got to finish it till it's done. Like there's always stuff on the to-do list. And because I love something and I'm good at it, I just want to go all in. I want to do the best job I can, you know, gold star syndrome, Enneagram three. And so I've really had to check myself in the ways that that's led to burnout and me not feeling good about like any part of my life. So I've had to do a lot of intentional work on like, what does family time look like? What does work time look like? What does, you know, the whole 360 view of our life look like? So anyway, that was a total side tangent, but to circle it back, having those conversations and having found that blend, because you know, balance, I think is a tricky word, but having found a blend that works for our family helps me stay grounded and knowing that the busy seasons are what they are. And, you know, I have kind of found my way in navigating them. And now I, 
you know, as hard as it can be, I enjoy it. Like it's exciting to get to go ride and get to see, you know, all of their work on the planter all winter pay off and things go well. And I just, oh, I feel like now more than ever, I have such an appreciation for when the world turns green. So I'm like, I don't even care that we're planting and it's crazy because the leaves are budding and our yard is green. And soon there's going to be little sprouts that pop up everywhere. And my favorite thing in the whole wide world is when it's like early July, although this year might be even earlier. And like the corn is dark, dark green before it tassels and you just drive by and it's like, it just looks like waves of green. And I just am so giddy and excited for that. After this winter, I'm just so stinking ready. So wherever you are and whatever you do, if you are in the realm of agriculture, I am thinking of you. I am here with you. I am praying for you. Like I said, our weather's been great up until this point, but we just have to have faith that it's going to continue to work in our favor and we're not in a situation where we are replanting. Um, and I also know that there, I have a lot of friends who are in places where there is no rain and it is incredibly dry and planting is equal double stressful because you just don't know what's going to happen and if things are going to be viable. And so if that's you, I cannot fully speak into that experience because our reality the past couple of years has been the opposite of like being so wet. We also can't plant, but um, I just want to acknowledge that you are in a kind of hard that I am not in and I see you and I'm praying for you. And gosh, I just hope, I hope that things I hope that things work the way they should this year because that's a whole nother level of of stress and chaos. So wherever you are, whatever you are doing, if you are not in the realm of agriculture, thanks for sticking with us to the end. Like I said, I hope you can apply that to whatever kind of season that you are in um, because sometimes life is busy and hard and things are unexpected and, you know, but at the end of the day, this too shall pass. Life moves on and we we keep going because we are strong and we are resilient and we are more than ever attuned with what we need and what our family needs and we're willing to go on in. So if this episode speaks to you, if it is something that you feel like someone in your life could use as some encouragement or ideas, I always appreciate when you pass along episodes. It's how new people find the podcast and I am just so grateful. For you, thinking about you this season, please reach out and let me know where you are at and what life looks like for you right now. Like I said, if you are also a farm wife, I see you. I feel you. Happy planting. We got this. Forever grateful for you. And I'll see you next time. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.